and and I was on a lot of Adderall, and I also I remember took eighteen shots of espresso before our coffee meeting because oh on a dare with the barista. I thought after that conversation, it was probably the meth and all the caffeine. I was like, I'm I think I'm famous. Like I think trekking heavier traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. <laughs> Welcome to this week in Zoltan. I am Zoltan Cassis this week. I am uh, joined by Liz Glazer. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me on yeah. the show. So, uh, did you want to start? Well, with... uh, we were okay. having this uh, few things. One, okay. uh, I was intimidated to get into this conversation. Really? As soon as I looked up your bio, oh, I wasn't God. before. And I did your. Sh <laughs> I did, we did a show together <laughs> yeah. at an apartment. Yeah. And I was like, Fun. Oh, yeah, I would love to yeah. have her on my podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I just got the coffees and I'm sitting sure. over there and I'm like, oh, let me read up. And, yeah. uh, you know, I read all this stuff. So cool comedy stuff. I'm like, right. nice. That's very cool. Sure, nice. Sure. And then law and like, yeah. uh, I don't know what all the terms mean, but it looked like you have a master's and stuff. Right. And then yeah. I was like, now I'm intimidated. Oh, and then really? I met up with uh. you in the lobby and we've been talking since we sat down. And I'm like, no longer intimidated. Oh, Back yeah. to like, no. Normal. Okay. First of all, um, thank you, I guess. <laughs> but also, like, I, I live my life in a constant state of intimidation, mm. so I really relate. But, like, yeah. um, I also love that, like, all the comedy things, you're like, no, I'm not intimidated about any of that. But no, that's, it was cool. No, I'm kidding, I'm yeah. kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, but I am always, first of all, about any of the early stuff, like education, jobs, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm always like, I get that it's impressive, but it's simultaneously not. Because all it is, is like, I, I like, I feel, I don't know that it is evidence of any smartness necessarily. Mm. I think it's more evidence of like a kind of pressure that I succumb to coming from parents and school and whatever that was like these are the things that you have to do right. in order to be worthy of love basically oh, wow. and like okay so these were really yeah heavy kind of things laid on you early and then I you mean, succeeded at not, them yeah like where yeah and and not even i don't even think i succeeded in any kind of like I can solve a Rubik's cube puzzle in three seconds sort of way. Like that's impressive. That is pretty impressive. That's, you know yeah. what I mean? But do you understand like, like the distinction that I'm drawing where yeah. it's like, it's like, I feel like, and, and I'm not saying this to get any compliment. Like I really mean this. Right. Like I feel like what I was good at was swindling admissions officers, <laughs> you know? Cause it's like, still a talent of its own. Sure. I, I, I fine. Suppose. Yeah, fine. Yeah. But it's like, I I got into stuff like I can list for every one of the schools that's impressive or the jobs that's impressive a bunch of things that are also true that are not impressive. Okay. And and so it's like okay, I'll give you one. It's like I taught a class. I had I had a tenured job teaching law school. Okay. Impressive, right? Yeah. In New York. That's also impressed. Didn't have to blowing. move to the middle of nowhere. No that's, offense. That's a character in a movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, right. It's really impressive but thing. I taught a class that I got a C in when I was in law school. Whoa. Yeah. They let and you like, do it? I, first of all, I went to a school with hard to understand grades. Okay. Like the grading scale, I think almost on purpose was like, intended to be hard to understand it was from us it was from 55 for no reason to 90 
also okay. for no reason. Okay. Um, 55 was zero. 90 was like the highest you could get. So 90 is an A plus. Right. But 55. no one ever got a 90. Okay. Like you would hear like lore about like, oh, there's like some justice on the seventh circuit who like got one right. got a, once yeah. got an 86 oh, wow. or something All like right. that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so like the grades were so mysterious and there was like a literal legend at the bottom of the report card because it was so weird because it's like to nobody understands. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when I first started interviewing for my professor job, which got, I got like, I, I was hired by a school that was doing this out of the box hiring strategy okay. where generally you hire from like, a pool of people from the American Association of Law Schools. And it's like all these people who have like gone to Yale for preschool through law school. They okay. got straight A's. They wrote an article every year that they were there, you know, right. and, and I didn't have those credentials. Like I had some good credentials, but like, like I went to a good school. I made sure to publish a piece while I was there that was like discoverable on right. LexisNexis and Westlaw, which are the search tools that people use okay and then a school that i would end up getting a job at was like doing this out of the box hiring strategy where they're like well i guess the past couple of years prior they had not had good hiring seasons because right. people would go to like other schools instead but they were like well we'll identify people who are about to go on the market for teaching but and they then, haven't yet and we're gonna get them yeah okay and so they did like a search on the the lexus and Westlaws, right for like somebody who went to xyz schools published a a thing in the law review of the school and then you were able to get yeah. in right but the but when i got the call or the letter um about like did you ever consider being a law professor which i was like yeah i just never thought i would be able to <laughs> because like uh, like I, I went to the university of chicago which is like definitely a school that's very academic mm -hmm. and people like want to be law professors but like my recommenders like the people who were professors there who liked me the most were like you're never gonna get a teaching job wow. like you have no idea how hard this is even when i got the letter from the school that i would eventually get a job at my recommenders were like okay well do the interview you're playing with the house's money but like you're gonna lose because wow. like yeah they it's, were just so brutally honest well, about something they were actually ended up being so wrong about they this did, like they this were like wrong. adam sandler's acting huh. coach oh is that right yeah there's some famous story huh. on youtube he was doing an interview where his acting coach took him out to lunch in okay. college he was going to nyu okay and he told him he had a beer with him yeah and he's like hey listen this isn't for you yeah acting isn't for you and then wow. years later he's like a superstar obviously right, right he sees this teacher at a bar okay with his friends and this is the time to burn him right you to sure? like rub it in his face yeah like yeah that. yeah and he didn't he brought him over he goes hey this is he introduced him to all his friends this is the only teacher that ever bought me a beer wow and it was like this classy way to do it but huh. it was like this yeah. is similar to like you know you'll never get a teaching you ended yeah. up getting the teaching job they wouldn't give well, you well uh, yeah they thought you no, wouldn't right get. right yeah. and, and my intention isn't to burn the the recommenders either it's just like i understand why they said it and i actually think that like you know sometimes when someone directly says to me you cannot do something like in a sentence very clearly just yeah, lights the it's, fire yeah yeah because yeah. i i remember <laughs> like when i was in college um 
I graduated with two degrees because I like I was a philosophy major. Yeah, I read that philosophy right. okay. and then law. So let me break that one for you. Because yes. philosophy is perfect for comedy in sure. a sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and yeah. arguably as is law because okay. I feel like I feel like you know law is like so much about like as is philosophy there's like premise right and um rules okay. and you know breaking i don't know like yeah, yeah. i think there's approaching things with like set ways like the ways yeah. we get into a joke you can do this rules of three different yeah. things but then also ways to break those yeah rules i think and so kind of write your own music basically what i'm getting out of this yeah. is that whatever you're into yeah or whatever you get good at whatever you get credentials in yeah seem extra impressive to people that aren't in that world i think that and then might the be more yeah. they know about it they're like listen it's yeah. almost like when i talk to someone that's not a comedian they're yeah. like that's so impressive sure. you do comedy sure and it's like well if you actually saw if i could like give you a 90 second TikTok right. review of my career, you'd yeah. be like, a lot less impressive ha! now. That yeah. is a lot less impressive. Yeah, there was a lot of bombing there. Like, right. Thank God you're decent at this because you definitely <laughs> right. like, yeah. like went, you know, this weird roundabout way. So yeah. That, that made that made me feel a lot better. Oh, definitely. totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I'm also like the 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 one thing that I was gonna say about the two degrees, the reason I brought yes. that up, yeah. other than to say it i guess no <laughs> she has two degrees listen my mom right? made me Liz, so, <laughs> two degree glazer yeah, but um three but anyway three um, <laughs> good oh she went back but, she came out of retirement got a but, third but is that i so i was a philosophy major and that i noticed that i was like oh i think that i can like graduate with an m with an ma a master's and a, a bachelor's degree in the same like moment and you got them both and yeah but like it was like a small department and like it was the kind of thing where like if you wanted to take a class sometimes there weren't enough offerings so i just had half of a master's because of like there not being that many classes i went right. to a school where everybody was like into being an investment banker and nobody cared about philosophy <laughs> and so that meant there were like three classes and that, <laughs> whatever philosophy. So was, yeah. yeah like so that's it was like a logistical thing but anyway there was um so i was i was about to embark on my final semester of school which was four graduate classes which was a load yeah. you know for sure um and it was like you know it was a lot of like writing papers about i have no idea what and um <laughs> that you know. sounds like the hard part to me <laughs> oh yeah that's what i think yeah. so i never went to college but when i think yeah. about what college probably was for a lot of people yeah is writing a lot of papers and assignments about things they don't know about 100 percent, which was. is terrifying yeah but it's also like it's not like at the end of doing that, I feel like I know anything. Mm. Like similar to, yeah. I was thinking about this when I was looking at the buildings where I used to work. Yeah, I was like, oh, what was my job? I think it was like being CC'd on emails I didn't understand. Like, you know, that's, you know what I mean? Where it's like. I, 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 maybe you can relate to this. And I, well, you, you'll definitely have more of a background on it. But yeah. I feel like the higher up the job. Yeah the less vague your responsibilities are or the more vague right. your responsibilities are yeah. because I, I think about the jobs I had uh -huh. and it was like unloading trucks and, yeah. and working at a warehouse uh, being a waiter at a retirement home Sure, and it's just like very simple they order food you bring yeah. food unload truck you put there like it's it, your your yeah. jobs are very distinct and then anytime yeah. I talk to someone that had like an office job like yeah. up there they're like I don't really know what I no do no clue I'm yeah. just kind of here and I'm right. lost yeah. Yeah. 
That's so. I I I have had fantasies, and I remember having fantasies when I was like, you know, working in those offices of just Mm -hmm. like, wouldn't it be great if I understood my job? If someone was like, (laughs) could you just put this there? And then I could feel at the end of a day like I did something that I understood. But like so much of it, and I, it's not like I do now. You know, like I, I I think back, and I'm like, it was a lot of emails a lot of emails yeah of just i I don't know it's interesting to think that in a big skyscraper office building that the like couple people that know exactly what they're doing Uh are like the guy at the front desk and the janitor yeah and they're like i really know what i'm here to do (laughs) i know when i did a good job i know when i biffed it right and then everyone else is just in a constant state of no clue is this it yeah is this it yeah man that is so interesting yeah and then so you, you did that for how many years before you decided to give it all up and go stand up yeah so it was i mean i guess like three years of law school plus um two years of being in a firm and then nine years of teaching so i'm I'm trying to add it up what are we at 12 15 years yeah uh nine three 14 14 all right yeah total whatever wow and then was there like a moment like a, a pivot yeah yeah oh very much so so i had just gotten tenure um after like six years i started teaching when i was 27 i'm 44 now Mm -hmm. and so like 27 i start teaching the clock for tenure is six years okay so 33 i got tenure and around that time i don't know that it matters but like i was visiting at another law school which is like a thing that happens if you're you know in academia is like you have a job but then you could go for six months and have another job at another school and then come back and get your job like it's whatever it's normal even though it sounds weird yeah it does sound weird um yeah Yeah. it's like i guess it's like this courtesy between schools Mm -hmm. where it's like oh well we might need zoltan for a semester so we'll give you liz and not like it works like with a one-to-one like that right but like people go on maternity leave people go away okay, so you're helping you might, like fill vacancies and sometimes then coming back. yeah okay. yeah so sometimes it's to fill a vacancy often it can be to fill a vacancy and or that school where you're visiting might be looking at you Okay. Um, and so where what what happened to me was I was for sure there to fill a vacancy and I really wanted them to be looking at me. Okay. Because I was teaching at a school that was like much higher ranked um to the extent that stuff like that matters. Yeah. You know, but like to me it was like coming from the minors and playing yeah, on, yeah, at yeah, the, yeah. on the Yankees, You're you know what I mean? to the next level yeah. of of your field. Right. Yeah. And like the Yankees were like you're here because we lost a second base person. Right. Like, make no mistake, we do not want you forever. And but we're giving I, you a shot. Yeah, like, yeah. like they're just like you're here to teach property, mm-hmm. and and not like anybody explicitly said that to me, but like it's this distinction that in that world it's it's a look see visit, which is like where you're being interviewed and considered, versus a podium fill, which was you know, the other kind where it's like, we just need someone to do this class. And so anyway, so I was the latter and I was teaching my classes and really wanting them to think I was cool. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, they were like, hi, you're fine. A little weird, but you're fine. Um, at the time I was on Adderall. So like they had a point. So, (laughs) but anyway, coming in a little hot. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, most definitely. And, and so I, so I, 
I had I, I went to school. The, the school was in Chicago, yeah. and I had been to Chicago in my life before because I went to law school there. Great city. It's yeah. such a great city. Yeah. I love Chicago. Big fan. Yeah, same. And and I had like lived there th- between law school and that point for like months at a time, whatever it was. And I knew that there was a big improv and comedy, but also improv specifically scene there. And I had friends who were like you know partners of people I knew in law school who were like big in improv. And I was like, I want to take an improv class. Okay. And so I started taking improv classes like through some of the time that I had spent in Chicago. And I, during this semester, the podium filling semester, I was like, you know, I really love this one teacher. I thought she was so brilliant. And I, she wasn't teaching anymore. So I wrote her a note on Facebook. I was like, are you, I see you're not teaching. Would you do like one-on-one improv Mm -hmm. or something? Like, I just think you're a genius. And she was like, I don't know what that would mean. Right. I was trying but, to think of what a yeah. one-on-one improv class would look <laughs> right. like. like Not she's that I have like, much of a background. No, but, no. But yeah. she's like, what? Um, yes, and. But also, <laughs> like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, and. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. And, but we met for coffee. And, and I was on a lot of Adderall. And I also, I remember, took 18 shots of espresso before our coffee meeting. Because oh on a dare with the barista. Like, I was so caffeinated. It was beyond. And so you could see colors that most people probably. couldn't see. Yeah, I 18 mean, shots of espresso <laughs> and Adderall. Yeah, Good it was Lord. it was like a lot. I you was very awake. Right. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. God. It's like that Bradley <laughs> Cooper movie where he takes that little pill. He's like, the stock's oh, going up tomorrow. Yeah. And what is that? Re- Limitless. Limitless. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps taking these pills. Like, yeah. Put money on Xerox <laughs> or like or right. whatever. I don't right. forget. But so yeah. I told her that, and she's very rich now. Um, but <laughs> during <laughs> during yeah during the the coffee meeting. Like, I I mean, I don't know what I must have been. I must have seemed like I was on meth, which right. I was. Yeah. And I think she interpreted that as stage presence or something because she was like, <laughs> she was like, I don't know what one-on-one improv might mean, but like, have you ever thought of doing stand-up? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, well, I think, I think you might like have something there. Um, and she's like a very magical person. Right. Uh, and I'm very grateful to her for this conversation because it came out of absolutely nowhere. So in her, my her words meant a lot to you. I mean, in some ways at that time, kind of like when I look back on it, but at the moment I was like, what? No, I yeah. came for this. Right. And she was like, okay, well, I'll give you 10 minutes on my show that's happening like on this day and then two weeks later, like two yeah. spots, 10 minutes each. Uh, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, no. And she said, she's like, I'm just telling you a lot of people would really kill for this. Yes. And now yeah. I know that. Yeah. A 10 minute and, set just yeah. starting out. Yeah. Also terrifying, but also. Right. Right. A like great a, opportunity. Totally. And, and she's like, I think when she said a lot of people would want this, I was like, well, I definitely know I want things that a lot of people want like i think i can get behind that i don't know what the process was but i'm pretty sure it was something like that oh you say this is sought after yeah right and so i said fine uh and then you know like i knew that that was happening and i was like i thought after that conversation it was probably the meth and all the caffeine i was like i'm i think i'm famous like i think (laughs) 
I think like I've made it and like this is it, you know? Like I I have my own show. You I know? already know the title of this podcast, 18 <laughs> Shots of Espresso. Yeah. And you know what? I think 18 Shots of Espresso would make anyone feel like I think <laughs> I'm famous. I think. I think these are all background actors right. in a movie about totally. me. Yeah, yes. I yeah. definitely had that. And for the next like I think it was like 2-3 weeks before the first performance, I don't know. I there's not a single person in my even not immediate vicinity that didn't know that I had these performances coming up. Like I remember I was on you a plane. Everybody. everybody. Wow. Okay. Like I was on a plane. I, I did this too. Really? For my first open mic, I did this too. Wow. Yeah. But so I can relate to this aspect. Oh, yeah. Of it. Yeah. Like I was on a plane and I was like telling the people who were sitting around me and I'm getting off the plane. I didn't do that. And- <laughs> but I, <laughs> I told people I knew. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah. going up to strangers going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was. I, I, and, and, I get off this plane and somebody gives me a note. I remember her name was Tessa because she wrote it on the note. She's like, dear Liz, I wish you so much luck on your show. Uh, it sounds like you're very excited about it, but in the future, if you could keep your voice down, you might, uh, I don't remember the exact words, but like it was something she was like, I'm on my way to my mother's funeral. And like, it was a lot to hear you going on and this on about your show. This wasn't person you talking to. This 100%. was like someone else that could In hear. like row, whatever. In, in you know, front or back for me. Also, you yeah. know. I, it's a lot. I it's know. It's a lot, but also bring headphones. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it's was. It's a flight. If it wasn't right. that, it was going to be a baby. No, I know. You know? Yeah. Uh, and but, arguably, I was. Wow. How loud were you? Yeah. Someone took the time to write a note. I loud wow yeah like i was projecting i know jets out there i know nothing i can't hear my wife next to me i'm like right right same (laughs) yeah she can't hear me either i think i think it's like they're loud right right that is never talked about in movies by the way every time there's like a deep conversation they're just like i don't know i'm like you can't hear that true on a real plane there's that's so true but uh so you were so pumped you told everyone on the plane you annoyed someone on their way to bury their mother yes um and then and what happens with and the show? So, okay, well, there's the show, and then there was the show before the show, okay? <laughs> so the show was great, okay? Uh, and and basically, I mean, the actual show, I think there is, like, an, a, a story there in the sense that I had written whatever to prepare, and then um, I was feeling very nervous, like, before of the course. performance. One of my friends was like, just say something vulnerable at the top. Mm, and That's actually like, great advice. It's such good advice. Who is that person? Abby Sure. She's uh, amazing. Comedian? She is. Yeah, okay. she's a comedian and an Good. author. And like, okay. you know, she was on the main stage at Second City. She's that lived like a lot of lives. That makes advice because that's really oh, good advice. It's really good yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. And um, thank you for asking her name because I'm pretty sure she'd be fine. Like she, she it was great. It's great So advice. anyway, yeah. um, so I did that thankfully but also oh yeah yeah but before so she's like be vulnerable mm-hmm. and i was like great thanks got it hung up the phone and then i was like uh i don't know how to do that like i have no <laughs> idea how to be vulnerable <laughs> they don't teach you that in law school like no, whatever probably the opposite exactly yeah. and so i i remember i was like early to the show and there was a package at my door that i didn't expect and so I was like, oh, I'm, I guess I'll just like open this and then I'll go to the show. And then I'm, as I, I take out the scissors, I'm about to open this package. I didn't know what was in it. And I was like, oh, wait, one trick to being vulnerable is just not knowing the answer to something. Why don't I just open this package on stage? 
Wow. Right? That's a really great idea, too. I mean, Different, but like, too. I've never seen anyone do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, but it was mostly because I was like, I literally don't know how to take Abby's advice About in the absence yeah, of yeah. this, you know, whatever. And so, so anyway, so I did that. And it turned out that what was in the package were 18 vinyl suit covers like you know when you like hang up a suit in the closet the reason being that two weeks earlier my mother had visited my apartment and saw that my cat mona who's a white fluffy cat was getting all the getting fur. all the fur on mm. my suits and she's like elizabeth you look like a cat you can't <laughs> like wear this to school right. to teach school yeah like you have to put these vinyl suit covers and i was like okay i will i will and she knew i would never buy them so she just sent them to me and and 18 because i mean jewish superstition is 18 it, it means like in judaism letters have numerical um meaning okay. too and so the two letters that make up the word chai okay. which means life are chet which is eight in value and a yud which is ten in value okay and so 18 in judaism is this like superstition and and i was playing golf recently with my lesbian neighbor vicky who i love and like she wanted to play golf and i was like i want a lesbian friend like and she's <laughs> the coolest and so i was like great golf meanwhile golf are you a golfer no okay no i'm not it I respect the game. Yeah, I but respect it's, it. It's a lot of holes. <laughs> like, and I'm like, did a Jewish person who was superstitious make up golf? Because it's because otherwise, holes. I don't like. I don't know why. The only reason I ever do anything 18 times, like from an OCD standpoint, I used to like kiss a mezuzah. 18 shots 18, of espresso. 18 shots of espresso. Yeah. Whoa. Right. And so she sent me 18 suit covers undoubtedly because of jewish superstition because i mean it's just like to give you a sense like people if you give someone a bar mitzvah gift it's like 18 like 72 dollars and like anyone who knows is like oh because 18 or whatever i see you know so it's definitely it's like a thing but um but so yeah so so 18 suit covers and I opened the package and I basically what it did for me in that first performance was it got me out of my self-conscious brain mm-hmm. and I just had to tell these people the in this yeah I was like you know so in so doing I ended up explaining I have a cat I have this job that I wear suits to and my mother and here's my relationship with my mother and here's why she you know gave me this gift and whatever that is incredible that means yeah. your first set was kind of like you know that show they do set list yes where they kind of just like yeah. throw. so for the people that don't know it's yeah. a show where I comics go show. on stage yeah. not knowing what they're going to talk about right and then they take advice or suggestions from the audience before the show yeah and then while you're on stage you just throw like a word or a key phrase up yeah. there and you got to figure it out from there yeah it's like it's a challenging type of show but it's yeah. fun it's creative it's, so it's very in the it. moment the audience yeah. is, can see that it's in, you yeah. did that yeah. You did that yeah. on a first set. You're like, I'm going to open something. Yeah. And then whatever happens, happens. Incredibly yeah. courageous, balls. Like, like, but also what? like, okay, fine. But it was born of such fear of not knowing what to do. And the part of the reason for that is, mm-hmm. so that was the first set, right? Like yeah, on yeah. stage, whatever. But At then, this improv show right. where you had 10 minutes. Right, right. Yeah. And, and it went great there's no like, way that could fail yeah it's it in the moment was, they're right. almost seeing magic and yeah. spontaneity and they're it was like good. what is happening right yeah. right and and then the person who gave me the spot was like we're gonna have to send you a package before <laughs> every show yeah <laughs> but the thing that happened before that 
was like the show before the show. Okay. So for that, like, as I said, I was telling anyone I didn't even know about. I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. I mean, I, I was like, whether it was from caffeine, meth, Adderall, whatever. And and when I say meth, I mean Adderall. It wasn't like right, I was it wasn't doing meth, extra yeah, meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was legal it was, meth. Yeah, yeah. like because I had an Adderall prescription, which I took as like a jumping off point to yeah. like what I actually wanted to take. And so I was like pretty awake right. uh, and, and excited for other reasons. Right. So I was even more awake. I was right. just like manic and whatever. And so, um, so all my students knew as well you that, told all of them. Yeah, You're like, I'm I doing mean, this thing. There was yeah. no one who didn't know, okay? Wow. And so there was a day, and this was in March in Chicago, which is relevant because it was like a day that there was a lot of snow. Okay. Um, if we remember snow. And um, it was like one of those days where it was like a snow day, but not yet. You know, so you're, yeah, you're like San Diego. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I'm still it's like uh, when unfamiliar. it snowed pre global warming. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes um, it, it snows like a lot in the morning and school isn't yet closed, but it might close like right. in an hour. Oh, OK. And so, so it was on the like, cusp of being a shutdown. Right. Day. And they yeah. should just close it at six in the morning and like right. save everybody the hassle. But they don't. And so it was like one of these days where I was teaching at like. 10 30 in the morning and school would close but not yet yeah <clears throat> and so i was at school teaching to like five students mm -hmm. out of you know whatever nobody it was else came, right yeah. nobody else yeah, yeah. came and so the five who were there were like professor glazer can you just do your stand-up oh no and 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 oh, like no. if i had a set yeah then what might have transpired is like we start with five minutes and then we jump right back into regularly scheduled property law programming right but what actually ha happened was i did an hour and a half of i don't even know what like i sort of remember it like i remember at one point i jumped on a table and did like a tom cruise on oprah impression <laughs> which is like not something that I ever otherwise do, but like it makes me wonder if what if like a sixth student was about to come in late, yeah. saw you on the desk, and went, you know what? I'm not going in there. <laughs> right, totally. That's hilarious. So, so that happened. I remember, like, you know, and sometimes, like, in a in a, I don't know, like a school environment or a corporate environment, somebody might have like they have like a laptop, and mm -hmm. then it's attached to a screen right. where there's a PowerPoint. Yeah, and like generally, I would say ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred, the reason for that is that the, a person has a PowerPoint presentation and it's already loaded, and they're gonna like present it. What I did in this moment was I was like, you know, it would be cool if I make a PowerPoint presentation as I'm saying it as like performance art. Like I remember doing that at some point. And like, it's like an unprepared event. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> right. Like just, okay. And so, so then, you know, class is over and I honestly, I was like, wow, that was a great set. Like I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> for this perform like i just i could go all day you know were these five kids blown away your five well, students so an hour later okay school's closed and i i had actually i remember i i had like a conferency thing where i was giving notes to other professors okay all i remember i'm not a cursor in general but i remember being in this like 
it was still snowing outside, but like they had this, you know, group of us, all academics. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about in this paper? <laughs> like just reading these people for no reason. And they're like, uh, okay, yeah, you know, I guess I'll rewrite that section. And it was like all this like critique amongst us. Anyway, I get a phone call while I'm in that. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, I gotta take this. And I, Whoa. you know, whatever. And like, I take the phone call and it's the associate dean at the school where I'm a podium filler, right? Okay. Trying to get them to notice me. Yeah, trying to move right? up in the, Correct. In the school ladder. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, hey Liz, um, how are you doing? And I said, Jim, I've never felt better. And he's like, okay, uh, well, <laughs> let me just say this, you're not in trouble. But your students, some of them came by a little while ago, and they're just concerned for you. And I remember I had the wherewithal, at least, to say, like, I know that this, in response to what you've just said, is going to sound just wacky. But, like, I'm hearing you, and I understand, but, like, the truth is I really never have felt better. And he's like, okay, uh, well, I, I'm going to be in touch. Again, right. you're not in trouble. Yeah. But like, we may need to have a meeting. Yeah. And then like a day or two later, I had a meeting with that guy, Jim, the associate dean, this, the regular dean, and then some guy, Cliff, who was like... He was a, he was a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, and, was... and I had to have a multi-hour psychiatric evaluation wow. um, to determine like my kind of manicness, right. I think. Yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, I have had the same therapist for 17 years. Okay. And so one of the, I mean, she's amazing. So there are a lot of benefits to that, but one of the benefits is that like, she's known me for like such an arc, mm -hmm. you know, like when, when I first started going to her, I was still teaching and she was like the point person for these people who were evaluating me yeah and like so recently we were actually talking about this and she said she's like you want to know what they said to me yes uh, yeah yes. right i was like yeah are you allowed please <laughs> well she i guess is allowed because she right so um so she's like they said that they were trying to figure out like if you were like too manic to function basically right. like to have yeah. your job but what they actually determined was that you were just really excited and maybe on some drugs but like very very pumped about yeah, about your doing show. this thing yeah right and like that's not a disease basically right. and so anyway so i i had that evaluation i had the meeting with the deans the ultimately the the two deans like jim who was on the phone with me and the regular dean were I kind of swayed them, you know, where like, cause I showed up and I was like, I know I did something wrong. And here's okay. like the, you know, corrected syllabus for the rest of the semester so that we don't get off course. Cause mm -hmm. like, I know I shouldn't have done that during class. Right. Um, An here, hour of standing. Yeah. Like here's why <laughs> right. I did it. Right. But also like, I'm not trying to make the case that I was correct. Right. And I, I understand I have a job here. I'm grateful to have it. And here's how we're going to like make this up. Uh, the deans bought it. And, and I did that. I mean, there's no reason that they shouldn't have bought it. Cliff still on the fence. Like, he, I, I could tell. And I had a meeting with just him. And he's like, I think you're just clueless. That's what he said to me. Which like, 
I mean, fair enough. Whoa. Yeah. Clueless. But, yeah. So that was, you know, his read or whatever. That's not even know. a professional statement. Yeah. It was like, what he said. Clueless. Yeah. Wow. He said I was okay. clueless. So anyway, um, and, and, and I, I think it, in that meeting, by the way, I definitely like gave the ticket link to all of them um, for the show because it still hadn't happened yet and I was still excited and then after they, chance, they didn't believe yeah, you like, this is a real show well no it's I wanted a- them to come and, right. and they didn't come which is fine they were like oh yeah, I think I'm busy whatever <laughs> but then once I had the the video of the set I sent it to the dean right um, and he wrote me back and was like, you know, he had like very nice things to say about the stand up. And then interestingly, he was like, and by the way, like, I don't think we considered you enough for full time employment here. Um, Cause that was what I wanted the whole time. Right. I forgot about it because then I was like, so in this stand up thing, he's like, I don't think I could, we considered you strongly enough. Um, would you like to be considered for a full time job here? Uh, if so, send me your materials. And it was like such an interesting twist because like, and and it was like, I think that was the real moment of the pivot because at that point I was like, oh, I have no interest in this job anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was what I wanted him to say. And then. But then it didn't feel like what you thought it would feel like. A hundred. Well, I also was just like. I was into another thing right. by that point. Clearly. And, you yeah. brought it into the other thing. Correct. You were so into right. the comedy thing, you brought it into the other thing you thought you were into and had so. worked at for so long. Correct. And you were about to get this next level thing, or hopefully. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I think we want to give it to you. And you're like, you know what? Yeah. I actually don't want it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's the story. And, wow. and then like, you know... 11 a lot months, of times when yeah. people are like, I got a, I got a story about huh, this. Huh. Thank God, you know, comedians will right. have a good story. Yeah. But some guy on the street, you're like, Jesus, yeah. can we not? And because it will be nothing. Right. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think uh, like going back to your improv, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm going to call her a guru. That's oh, what yeah. She sounds she totally like. is. And yeah. she's like, I think you'd be more into stand up. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You have a lot to say. You have, (laughs) like, I, I, and I think most comedians, that's why I was about to say, if you do improv and stand up, Mm. that's incredible, because I could only do stand up. Yeah. I don't think I would do well in improv, because I'm not good at, uh, I just wouldn't be good at that. I want to say my thing, and, you know, I don't want to work on a scene with all these people. Yeah. And, uh, but she saw that in you. She's like, no, 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 you're jacked up on 18 shots of espresso. (laughs) Right. You could go on for an hour. Yeah. You did go on for an hour in front of your students. I did. You should be in stand-up. Sure. And then all, like, the universe, in a way, between her, your love of it, and then your your boss at the school, essentially, kind of channeled you that way. Yeah. Even with the presentation of exactly what I thought I wanted that then I was able to like decline yeah, in this way that I never would have imagined. Like this was like a top school. Yeah. Like the Yankees being dream like, job. yeah, dream job. And I was like, Oh, you know, like I thought I did, but like having done this other thing and this was in response to seeing the performance, like yeah. it had zero to do with law. It's it's almost if you go back to it, 
uh, applying to a school as a student, yeah, and they want to see your extracurricular activities, yeah. And then imagine if you imagine if you did that as like yes. an eighteen-year-old, right? Right. And you showed them this incredible little ten-minute stand-up thing at an improv show. Yeah. They'd be like, this person's amazing. Like yeah. we would want them at our school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like you know, and honestly, I mean, I hesitate. It's not like it was that great a set. Like looking back on it, you of know course, what I mean? Because it wasn't. You yeah. know, now you're doing right. a different Just style different. of comedy, but. Yeah. I, I think anyone would be blown away by someone opening a package. Yeah. And then do it was almost like watching like a mentalist, you know, where they're like, I'm going to guess a number. You huh. have an envelope in your ass. Let yeah. me pull it out. And then yeah. ah, the number is 18 or right. whatever. But right. you almost right. kind of did something like that where you're like, I'm going to open this package. I don't know what's in it. It's from yeah. my mother. Yeah. And you do this whole set on it. It's amazing. Like that set would Thanks. crush. Uh, I don't, you couldn't repeat it. Right. Right. It would have to be a different package, different story, yeah. obviously. But yeah. like, of course, that's going to go well. Yeah. Like, of course, like that's yeah. genius. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But I mean, it, 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 it all was very much like born of, uh, I don't know what else to do, you know? Right. And so, and, and I say that, like, I never said the thing that the guy said to me about not getting the two degrees, hmm. which was, um, I think how we started. Yeah. 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 Which, cause I was talking about like people saying stuff that's like directly negative. Right. But what he said, so I was gonna, I, I was like getting these two degrees and he said, you're never going to graduate. It was like some guy in my same year of school. Okay. He's like, you're not going to graduate. And it was such a bold, mean, negative thing for someone to say yeah. to another person. And I guess like, I mean, in response, I, I did graduate. I thought of him specifically a lot. And like, I think that, that like anything impressive that I've done, I don't mean to cut it down by saying, you know, stories like this. Like, it's not that it wasn't a great set, but, but it also like, it came from such fear. Like I was like mm. crippled in in fear like paralyzed at home right before i called abby and then she says the vulnerable thing and then i just happened to find the package, package. you know and it's like it's uh, you know i mean that's not true for the graduating like i did the papers and whatever it was right, but like right. you did the work yeah, yeah but it's like it's like i think a lot about that like in comedy now where it's like you know, whenever someone's like, you're not going to do this, mm -hmm. you know, like, cause there's a lot of, there's that. a lot of, um, yeah. what do I call, I call, you know, you, when you get picked for things, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is just for laughs or a showcase yeah. or something, you get picked for that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, anytime you have a gatekeeper type situation, right, yeah. right. And, and I haven't like busted through those, you know, in general, I've had, I've had like uh, a few moments where same yeah like, <laughs> same but anyone I, important doesn't pick me huh, it's like right. the ones that were like yeah i guess i'll take that yeah those are right. the ones i kind of get into well yeah. but like i know some of yours and some of yours are ones that i perceive to be like oh well i i would love to get picked for that right you know? yeah and it's all in yeah. perception of I think who so. you're looking at it, which we shouldn't yeah. do anyway we shouldn't no. compare ourselves to anybody else but i do that i'm like oh yeah i don't get any of the stuff that person gets yeah. i get these things but there's always someone else going well i would like the things you're doing right it's just a chain that goes i on know and, yeah. and and it's like um yeah so anyway i don't know what the point of 
that is that I was saying specifically, <laughs> but like, it's just, I guess like I do feel fortunate to have not the experiences like in the sense of accolades before, mm -hmm. but all the like, cause that world of especially legal academia and stand up in the sense of like, oh, there's only a few who make it kind of mentality. Right. In both of those situations, it's very much that. Mm. And you used fear as a motivator. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Afraid to do the 10 minute set, yeah. right? Broke yeah. down, crippled, calling, yeah. going, how do I? Blah, right. blah. Yeah. And then you vulnerability, the school stuff, you're never going to graduate. Yeah. You're not going to get this job. Yeah. But like all these like right. no's in life, um, but you were able to use them as motivators to kind of break through. Yeah. I use fear as a motivator too of what happens if this doesn't uh -huh. happen. Like, right. so I wanted stand up to be my job because I never liked any of my jobs. Uh -huh. And my fear was like, oh, I'm going to have to unload these trucks for the rest of my life. Sure. That, that would suck. I, I want to do something else. Yeah. And so, like, that was the motivator to just keep doing stand up. And because I loved it, obviously, I was yeah. having a good time there. And I'm like, right. I'm going to make this my job. Yeah. It just takes time to, to get to that. Yeah. You use it as a fear to, like, prove everybody wrong which is great i guess that's such a positive way to like do yeah. it even though at the time yeah you're just flat out afraid you're like this is scary yep. these people are saying no but i guess i'm doing it anyway yeah but you know from listening to a story as yeah. opposed to living the story right very different you're like no nah, that's pretty badass <laughs> that's pretty badass <laughs> you know and yeah. uh yeah that's that's incredible and i was looking through we did an apartment show by the way we sure did. just to unglamorize <laughs> everything we've just talked about it was still fun we it had a was good time fun. our friend uh, daniel starro put it on yes uh it was it was actually one of my first sets after moving here oh I, really i think it was like oh, one of my early sets and i went it was a stuffy little uh, little apartment in Manhattan somewhere. Huh? There's yeah. no air conditioning. I remember well, this. There was some. There was some. <laughs> and this is the exact thing about like this room. You telling the story about it, opening the package and just yeah. talking about that. Uh -huh. You were on st stage. You were in right. front of the living room in front of these like 15 or 20 people. It was in the threshold between the living room and the kitchen. And the kitchen. Yeah. And there was one bedroom door behind you. Closed. Closed. And yeah. you were like, what's back here? And you opened it and this waft of frigid <laughs> cold air so came So much in. air conditioning. And then they started laughing and you're like, why isn't this yeah. here? It was so hot. Just it, to like, I, was I mean, everybody sweating, was sw sweating. sweating. Yeah. yeah uncomfortable yeah and the audience was nice but yeah. they were also just like any hot audience they're yeah. not going to be great it needs to yeah. be cooler yeah. so they can laugh because they're going right. to get hotter right and but you broke it open going why is there so much ac in here yeah and ever the the girls that live in that apartment started laughing uh-huh and they're like well she always has the ac blessing we pay, and then you're like do you make her pay more for it right. the, and they're yeah. like we do uh -huh. and so it just like broke yeah it, it broke that wall of stand-up and show yeah and just made everyone and it really opened up the show for the rest of the evening oh, after after I'm that glad happened to hear that. yeah i remember that distinctly i remember going home telling my wife gone oh the show was fun yeah but this lady liz really <laughs> broke it open by opening a door yeah. literally a door yeah. that opened the door to the show and right. then everyone had a great time after thank that. you yeah. Zoltan. that's very very kind of you and it was it was such a genuinely hilarious moment great to me as a person standing in that apartment for as long as we were so hot like because so because like the difference between her room and the rest was like it was like a meat locker it's like 30 like, degree difference yeah it was Easy. so cold and so yeah that was that was fun and i i still love moments like that 
it's hard for me to break my addiction from them. I think Not don't don't yeah. break it. Those are the right. those are the things. Those beautiful. Yeah. in the moment things. They're not yeah. forced. It's not right. like the people that kind of do planned crowd work where I'm, yeah. I'm going to look for a guy in a hat. Yeah. You know, these are yeah. in the moment. They're beautiful and they play to your strengths. Oh. So anytime yeah. something plays to your strengths like that, even though you're like, yeah, I got these jokes I want to hit. They're right. good. Right. You'll get to them. Yeah. But don't let these moments pass up because they're beautiful moments. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, right now in a moment. I got a note mm. from uh, a a gatekeeper of sorts that was like, yeah, we, we love her. We just, we want you to go deeper. Okay. And, um, and so I'm wrestling with that as a note. Cause if somebody gives me a note, like in the same way that all these stories, like somebody says something like I will take that note and like, not run with it like a, I will hike with it. Yeah, I will, yeah, yeah. you know, just live my entire existence like trying to incorporate it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am a deep person yeah. in the sense that like I'm willing to have whatever conversations. I think sometimes what happens to me when I'm doing a set, especially when I'm showcasing at a club where right. I want to. I don't know, get, be get like, liked yeah, and of course. regularly booked and whatever it is that I get afraid of like, I don't know, just not hitting punchlines and yep. stuff. You want to do well. Yeah. And so I'm really trying to, I mean, I've had a few people be like, just get the note out of your head, which I understand. And they're trying to be like nice friends. Right. But I, I want to, I guess the reason I bring it up in response to what we were just talking about is like, I agree that those impromptu moments are like everything. Mm-hmm. But then I think sometimes those take over what like cuz I'm like I don't know what I want to get to sometimes, mm. you know? Right. Like um yeah, because I feel like sometimes I love that aspect so much. Right. That then the other parts of any joke like I'm like ugh, I'm so bored with that. Right. You know? Interesting. So yeah. in a way when you're not, when you're doing these impromptu moments, you're not getting to your material yeah. and that material at the end of it, you know, if you do a 10, 15 minute set, maybe they're not getting to know you when you're done, Yeah, which I think is one yeah. of the real important things when a comedian is done with a set, whether it's 15 minutes or they're doing an yeah. hour, you should, as an audience member, have an idea of who this person is, their yeah. sensibilities, what they think, what they feel and yeah. get to know them. So I, I right. get the, I think the note of going deeper is a great note for all comedians. Yeah. Except for some are so deep where it's like less, uh, you <laughs> know, <laughs> like, right. a little less. Yeah. But but yeah. I think for the majority of us, a little more is great. Yeah. And it's just finding the balance, I think, between right. those impromptu moments and going, yeah, yeah maybe I'm not going to go there right now because I'm trying to get into yeah. this other layer, you know? Sure. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good way of framing it in terms of like, do, did they really get to know you by the end of the set? That's how I, I mean, I'm yeah. not the only one, but that's kind of how I look at comedians. Like if I watch someone's 15 minute set yeah. or 30 minute, a little half, whatever. Yeah. It's hard to do it in seven or eight, but, yeah. uh, but do I know this person? Right. Or were they just kind of telling jokes? Yeah. You know? And even yeah, yeah, if yeah. people are one liner guys, you can still get to know of them course. based on those yeah. jokes. Right. But 
yeah, do you get to know the person? Yeah. Well, I feel like I really got to know you today. Thank I was you blown for, away. Yeah. Uh, what an incredible story. Uh, before we leave, I do want to plug a couple of things. Uh, you have a new album out that oh, just came out this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It was a little. It's, it's called A Very Particular Experience. That's why I couldn't remember yeah. the title. Yeah. A Very Particular <laughs> Experience. Yeah. Uh, it's on Bandcamp, I saw. Yeah. It's on like anywhere. Anywhere anybody... you can buy an album. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, yeah. Is there anything Thanks. on YouTube you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, not specifically. All right, I social mean, media handles? Yeah, Liz Glazer. Uh, she'll whatever. be tagged in all the stuff where this comes out, but Thanks. give her a follow. And if she thank happens you. to be in your town, which I know you're going to San Diego, yeah. check her out. Yeah. And thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you. Yeah. This, this is, is so fun. It was a blast. Yeah. Thank you all for watching and listening. Thanks. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am.